Hello and welcome to another edition of Out of the Blue Podcast from Blue Zion Ministries. Grafted, gifted, and grounded with whole tree theology right out of the 11th chapter of Romans, connecting the covenant pages of the seamless 66 books of the Bible we hold in our hands. We are dedicated to help, encourage, and inspire you to live the Word of God out loud. And now, here's your Out of the Blue host, Evangelist S.J. Norlock. Shalom, shalom, praise the Lord, everybody. Evangelist Sylvester Norlock with another Out of the Blue podcast, Seamless 66, Whole Tree Theology, Connecting the Covenant Pages. I pray that y'all have been doing wonderful. Uh, We have been doing great, uh, going from place to place, seeing great revival, people being uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, being baptized in Jesus' name. Just been wonderful. God's been good to us. Appreciate all those that are praying for us on safe travels and all of the, uh, just the, the, the thoughtfulness and extended hand of hospitality of all those that have just assisted us in so many ways uh, in the field. I want to dive into this today, Uh, Psalms chapter number 56. I'd like to read from verse number one through four. And if I could put a title to this, I'd like to just say the day that I am fearing, the day that I am fearing. Verse number one says, be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up the fighting daily oppresseth me. This is Psalm 56, verse 1. It goes on to say, Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word, in God I have I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. I want to specifically Look at verse number three and four. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. I think in some ways that verse number four is probably pretty familiar to others. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. There's other portions of that chapter we could read. Thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into a bottle. I think a lot of us can uh, remember uh, preachers preaching that scripture. Uh, A man just uh, enlightening how he he has record of those moments where tears are falling. And mind you, tears of joy or tears of sorrow. So out of all you could say of the mountains and valleys, the topography of truth, amen, God has record of all that. The books will be open one day. Amen. There's going to be the Bema Seed. Amen. The rewards be given, the acknowledgement, and of course, casting our crown at his feet is our ultimate goal. But looking at this today and the scriptures that we just read, uh, Psalm 56.3 kind of has a, a little bit of a strange combination of words. Uh, and if I could, I want to say that I'll be referring a little bit to Chaim uh, Ben Torah, the Hebrew word study. Just looking at something uh, in the key words there. I love the key word that happens with this scripture. But that scripture, verse number three, says, What time I am afraid. It does sound a little awkward. 
what time I am afraid. Anybody ever used that lately? Of course, the Elizabeth and the KJV, I, I love sometimes the vows and the these. Some want to get away from that, as it were, but uh, there's just something about that that just uh, uh, causes me to stand at attention. Uh, it brings a respect in the sense of royalty in its language. But again, the day that I'm fearing, of course, all of us have some day, possibly in the future, that, you know, we dread or we, we kind of cringe, uh, maybe an important day of, uh, I mean, I, I guess someone could say the, the tax day. <laughs> uh, some would kind of cringe from that, possibly. Um, uh, maybe there's some other important dates on the calendar, maybe an exam, a, a big test, uh, a, a job review, you know, something, something in the future. Um, and maybe during the day while we're going along the way, our memories get jogged and we instantly come back to what, uh-oh, that date's coming. That dread kind of resurfaces. Uh, I, I like to use, uh, use, as the commentator used here, simply the, the Peanuts character in Charlie Brown, you know, that little comic strip. Uh, one of those characters who walks around with a storm cloud over his head. Um uh, I just think that's uh, real funny, you know, this blackened, sketched cloud with, as if it were, a lightning bolt coming from it. But I I, I thank God for odd-sounding scriptures or phrases um, when it looks like something's out of place in the scripture. When I put it this way, when it looks like it's unimportant, it's important. When it looks like it's out of place, something needs to be recognized because it definitely will in, be in place and fit your life somewhere. Is it possible that David is reflecting on Goliath here? And um, in his thoughts, the time that he uh, had fought Goliath from Gath, the day that I'm fearing. But of course, the event is over with. So what does he have to fear? You could find other scriptures. Uh, oh, Lord, our oh Lord, how excellent it is thy name in all the earth. There's something that happens there. May have mentioned it in the past. But David could have been reflecting upon Goliath there, which gives him the exclamation marks. Uh, amen. Of course, what is meant that thou art mindful of him? But he begins the whole chapter of Psalm 8 with, uh, how excellent is thy name, Metsuan, how excellent is thy name, and ends it that way. And then the superscription of chapter 9 could be the subscription of chapter 8, literally. Amen. Which says, death between the one who came between the two camps. So David could have been rejoicing over the fact that the Goliath has been bumped off. But at the same time here, maybe, maybe that dread that he had, the nervousness. I know we see the victory, we see, but could have David been shaking just as a man, just as a young man? Wow, what am I going to do? But of course, that wonderful anointing of the Lord that got a hold of him. Uh, his problem with the Philistines had long been resolved but he knew that his future probably, and here's the key, held similar problems to come. So it's not the last giant David would be fighting, nor is it the last giant that he's going to be fighting when he wrote Psalm 56, you could say, complaining about his enemies. Amen. So reflecting upon his experience, uh, you know, sooner or later, he's going to have to face another stressful situation. But his response was this, I will trust you. Verse number four, I'm going to trust you. What can flesh do unto me? So if you've done it before, Lord, you can do it again. And uh, that, that word trust, batach, 
in this in this context and in this scripture in this chapter uh, we can find that the word trust to be in a particle or participle uh, form but it's not it's in the simple qual hebraically speaking imperfect form future form so david is confronting a future problem and he's saying i will trust in the lord so from reminded of the dread of the past that might be something I'll have to dread in the future, amen, I can simply say, I will trust in the Lord the day that I am fearing, or yom irah, yom irah, the day that I'm fearing, I can put in your hands. I can put in your hands presently what I'm fixing to fear in the future. Book of Hebrews, you still are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You really are. You're the God of my past. You're the God of my present. You're the God of my future. Romans 8 and 28 still rings so true. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. We know this. We have this assurance. Praise the Lord. Jesus even instructs in Matthew 6 and 34, not to worry about our tomorrow, for tomorrow would take care of, its, of itself. God is a way of borrowing from tomorrow. He's the storehouse king. He's the storehouse provider. Amen. He's Yahweh, Yairah, Jehovah Jireh. Amen. He's our provider. He's the Sukkot. He's the tabernacles. He's the one, amen, that we can dance in advance over. Maybe I don't see it, but I can dance in advance God's got this. So David refused to walk around with a storm cloud over his head. And I think it's time that you and I get a little tired of storm clouds over our head. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk around with a positive attitude. Not, as, not, not like a hole in my head, as it were. Uh, amen. In just positive thinking. But I can have faith to know. I can betach. I can trust in him. That he's taken the care of the Goliath in the past. He's going to take care of the Goliath in my future. Amen. Just pure and simple. Amen. The day that I'm fearing, I can be like a David that says, Amen, I'm leaving this in your hands. I'm not going to fear what flesh is going to do to me. So the problem's resolved in advance. It may stick up its ugly head in the future, but hey, I've already settled the fact. It's going to be resolved in the present. Amen. I'm going to watch God deliver me like he did in the previous problem. There it is. I'm going to watch God deliver me like he did in the previous problem. Psalm 56, David was declaring that he was not going to live from problem to problem. Rather, he was going to live from glory to glory. And I'm so thankful today, saints of God, those that are listening. You don't have to live from problem to problem, but you can live from glory to glory. But talk is a Hebrew word that trust, and I'm going to just reiterate here and go a little deeper in it. It really means to cling to, uh, uh, to adhere to. In essence, in our modern sense, it means to be welded to. I've watched welders. I used to weld in high school a little bit, believe that or not. And that, that, that bead going down the track and the smoke and the sparks and the thick glass and the, the hood that you're wearing... Wow, welded. After it was all said and done, there's no way that bead's going to fall off. It's, it's adhered to, it's melded, it's welded. His problems, David said, were God's problems. 
Our situations, past, present, future, amen, are literally in his hands. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. The day that I am fearing is already taken care of. Kelvin Coolidge once was asked by a reporter what he appeared so calm when he was burdened with an office or with the office of the president. He replied, when you see 10 troubles rolling down the road, if you don't do anything, nine of them will roll into a ditch before they get to you. <laughs> and I, I like that. Uh, and, um, Calvin Coolidge, I believe, said it right. Most things we worry about don't happen. I think it's 90-some percent. Amen. And I think David caught that vision. And that's why he could include those words, Yom Irach, the day that I'm fearing, I will trust. So the day, not necessarily past, not even right now, but the day that I know a Goliath is going to come, I'm going to resolve it right now. So resolve it right now, somebody. You might have to hit your knees, lift your hands, sing it out, worship in the assembly. Amen. Stand up when the preacher's preaching those wonderful words that's coming off of that seamless 66. And say, I will trust in the Lord with all of my heart. I'll lean not into my own understanding. All my ways, I'll acknowledge him and he will direct my paths. Gamzula tova. Simply, this too will work out for our good. Amen, that Romans 8, 28. Gamzula tovah. Amen, this too will work out for our good. A, a, a good friend, amen, uh, quoted that. And I'd never forget uh, that awesome Hebrew phrase. Gamzula tovah, this too will work out for our good. I want to, if I could, wind down here with a World War II story. See, the Germans, they forced many 12 and 13-year-old boys into the junior Gestapo, unfortunately. These boys were in the stage of growing and uh, just the, their bodies uh, and their minds uh, in, this, in this growth spurt, you could say. These boys were treated very harshly and given inhumane jobs and instances to perform. And when the war ended, most of them lost track of their families. Some of them could have been wiped out and they even wandered with, without food or shelter in the midst of terrible war. It's part of, part of an aid program to post-war Germany. Many of these youths were placed in tent cities. I think you may have seen pictures of some of these things, tent cities. The doctors and psychologists worked with the boys in an attempt to restore their mental and physical health. They found that many of these young men, these boys would awaken in the middle of the night, screaming, screaming in terror maybe even bedwetting, screaming, nightmares, nightmarish. One doctor had an idea for handling the fear, that kind of fear. After feeding the boys a large meal, he put them to bed with a piece of bread in their hands, which they were told to save until the morning. The boys then slept soundly. And here's the key, because after so many years of hunger, they finally had the assurance of food for the next day, assurance for the food. So they had bread in their hands and assurance that all is well for the future. And I just want to remind somebody, I just want to take somebody, amen, to the memory task here during this podcast. The day that I am fearing, I don't have to fear. I've got this wonderful 
trust, this batak, amen, welded to him, clinging to him, knowing that all things work together for our good, that the giant I'm reminded of the past, the dread that I'm reminded of yesterday or me, maybe even today, something looks just as ugly as the face of a Goliath from Gath. I can re be reminded, nah, the one that I'm gonna face tomorrow will be under my feet just like they are today. Love y'all, God bless. I pray that that helps somebody today praying that shalom would shine in your life. Keep your eye on the sky. Amen. Until next time. I want to say thank you for all those again that have been praying. Continue to pray for Blue Zion Ministries. Check out our website, bluezionministries.com. We do have uh, a way that if anybody, through your pastor, if it's okay, I, I just want to say that in the past, back in the 90s, we had what was called PIE, P -I -E, Partners in Evangelism. And uh, some would assist us with just a couple of dollars a month or $5 a month. But if uh, a whole host of saints got a little bit of that vision, even if it was just $1, 50 cents, <laughs> it would make a huge difference. I normally don't even talk about this, but with the uh, prices of things that are out there on the road and travel, and I think all of you have uh, felt the same uh, punch in the political realm of what's going on, that uh, anything would help. If you feel, please go through your pastor, though. Make sure it's okay to help uh, these missionaries in America, helping missionaries across the field. Sometimes we travel, uh, taking trips to Israel uh, and all the uh, things that the Lord has us do. We are just so blessed beyond compare. But at the same time, thank you in advance for all of that. There is a way to give on our uh, on our website. Uh, you can find that. Thank you. Maybe you want to take a piece of the pie. Just thought I'd mention it this time. I won't mention it much at all. I want to be uh, right in the Lord, right in the fight. Praise God. So Nisi, his banner over you and me. I took it a little longer today. Uh, it seems to be typical, these, these last podcasts. But again, praying that Shalom would shine in your life. Seamless 66 to you. God bless. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've had your inspiration moment today. As we continue to pray for you, please remember to pray for this ministry as we endeavor to work in the kingdom of God. If you feel led to support this ministry, you can visit us on the web at bluezionministries.com to partner with us in evangelism. While there, you can also find prayer journals and music CDs available for purchase. And be sure to check out our Israel tour information if you'd like to find out more about visiting the Holy Land with us. It's all at bluezionministries.com. We look forward to our time with you next week here on Out of the Blue Podcast. Please invite a friend and remember, remain zealous over Zion.